Hey everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Titans Talk with Kaysen, a very official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom. Hey. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. Uh, two and two on the season now, two straight wins. Over That's div- right. <laughs> over a division rival. That, that was a very nice win. That was a beautiful win. Well, I don't want to say beautiful. I'm going to say it was... A win. <laughs> yeah, we'll just say it was a win. So high five to that. A win is a win. Yeah, so the Titans beat the Colts on Sunday 24-17. to Titans were up 24-3 to at one point, and from then on it was all Colts. But the defense held their grounds. They uh, frustrated Matt Ryan, and they were just... Jeffrey Simmons, he had a game. He was eating up everybody on the on the offensive line. And shout out to the defensive line and the linebackers. They held Jonathan Taylor to only 43 rushing yards. So that was really good, especially since a bunch of people were worried about Jonathan Taylor, he, how how good he was last year. He was basically Derrick Henry. And um, the Titans were struggling with run de- with run defense. Uh, Hold on. I don't think that Jonathan Taylor could ever be Derrick Henry. That's just my opinion. Well, I'm saying because Derrick was injured so last year. Derrick Henry had his first 100-yard game this season with 119 yards and two touchdowns. Honestly, just looking like El Tractor Cito's back to normal. I love, love, love to see it. Like you were saying uh, that Jeffrey Simmons had a game and that he was just eating out there. I heard Ron Slay from 104.5 The Zone on uh, the 3HL show say that he might as well have been wearing a bib. Like, put a bib on him because he was eating. Him and Danico Autry. (laughs) And Tier Tart, uh, he had a game with his first interception. Uh, all the defensive linemen were celebrating because it's very rare for a defensive lineman to get a, an interception. So honestly, that that was just a great moment for him, and I'm sure all the other guys on the on that team and, and on the sideline were happy. Oh, without a doubt, he actually batted away a pass from Matt Ryan, and he caught it for that interception you just talked about. And then Danico Autry, he had two sacks and a forced fumble that was recovered by Bud Dupree. This was a big revenge game for uh, Danico Autry as he was with the Colts before he signed with the Titans as a free agent. When did he sign with them? I think last year. That's what I thought. I didn't think it was 2020. I thought it might have been 2021. But yeah, amazing defensive plays right there. I was looking at some stats, and according to John Glennon of Sports Illustrated, the Titans held the Colts to just 38 rushing yards. It's Indy's lowest total since November 29th, 2015 against Tampa Bay. That's a pretty good statistic for Andy, you know, showing that they have been really strong on the run for a while, and the Titans just shut down the run game. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything off it, so they went to the air. You know, they had some good plays in the air. They had that one deep throw that definitely um, might have changed the tide, but the defense stuck with them. When was that? Uh, Matt Ryan threw it to Michael Pittman. It was Caleb Farley was on the coverage. Oh, yeah, I remember now. I also saw that Jonathan Taylor, you were talking about him being held back. He only had 42 yards on 20 carries. He's faced the Titans four times, and he's never gone over 100 yards. And that's kind of why I was saying, well, he's kind of not really Derrick Henry. Uh, Not when he plays the Titans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, he just hasn't been able to get anything going uh, against uh, this Titans D-line and middle linebackers. And, you know, uh, just shout out to everyone uh, doing a great job sailing him up. Make sure he does not get to the outside. He's a big dude. He's tough to tackle. So great job by everyone uh, on that line. 
I think now Jonathan Taylor has a high ankle sprain. He does. He is questionable for this Thursday's game against the Broncos at Mile High Stadium. That'll be a big loss for the Colts, especially if they cannot get anything going against uh, the Broncos. Um, I heard something else that Ryan Tannehill is actually 14-3 and versus the AFC South, and he's 5-1 and versus the Colts. Yes, his only loss against the Colts was on Thursday night football in 2020. We were there to see it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Philip Rivers. Yep. Shout out to Buck Rising for his Philip Rivers memes that he loves to see. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Um, do you want to just jump right into Mr. Jim White's article, Six Things That Stood Out on TennesseeTitans.com? Yeah. Our first one is King Henry's Return. Titans running back Derrick Henry doesn't look for fairy tale endings. Not that this necessarily qualifies as one. Instead, Henry looks for defenders to run over and stiff arm. On Sunday, Henry returned to the stadium where he broke his right foot a year ago, and he left with a reason to be happy instead. After the game, however, Henry wasn't interested in talking much about his first 100-yard game of the season. I don't care about that, Henry said. The big back also clearly hadn't taken much time to think about his return to Indy, where his season was cut in half a year ago. It feels all right, he said, but Henry did play a major role on Sunday as he powered his way for some important yards, including a 19-yard touchdown run and a victory. It's tough to win here, Henry said. It's great to get the W. You know, he he had two touchdowns technically, but then there was a terrible, in my opinion, I think it was a really terrible call from the refs about a holding call against Traylon Burks. A little bit. I mean, if you look at the f- uh, film again, uh, he's he's holding his right shoulder uh, when he's moving. So that's on. It's a rookie mistake. That's on Traylon. But he'll he'll get better as time goes on. But tough injury from him. Uh, yeah. I think it was turf toe. Yeah, he got turf toe. And didn't Jonathan Taylor have turf toe? He missed practice the week prior because of turf toe as well. I think there's something with Indy's field. It's something with turf fields in general. But it seems to be Indianapolis because it hurt. Derrick Henry. Yeah, it's cursed. Don't hurt the king. Jim also talks about a tale of two halves, which there's a baffling statistic out there that says the Titans have the best first half offense in the NFL and then the worst second half offense. It's just... It's crazy. It's just baffling. So Jim goes on to say the Titans come out like gangbusters, jumping ahead 24 to 3, like you said earlier, by the midway point of the second quarter with a lot of efficiency on offense, which it was beautiful to see. I yes. was, like, super excited about it. Yes, it was very it was very impressive. Uh, the line was blocking. The receivers were doing their, during their assignments. Tannehill was reading the defense as well. Uh, Henry was gaining some yards. Um, it was nice to see. Yeah, everything just looked, yeah, really great. At the half, Tannehill had completed 12 of 15 passes, like you are just talking about. He's looking really good. For 103 yards and two touchdowns, and even with a botched ending to the half with when the team couldn't get points after driving into field goal range, things were looking good. But an ugly trend continued in the second half when the Titans were shut out for the third week in a row. Tannehill completed just five of six for 34 yards in the second half when the offense managed just three first downs. That, wow. I didn't even realize it was only just three first downs in the second half. Not good. Very not good. It just feels like that we're playing prevent, 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 prevent. Yeah. The Titans now have been outscored 64-7 to in the second half of games this season. 
I know we came out and played well in the first half, and the second half was what it was, but we found a way to get a first down when it mattered at the end, Ryan Tannehill said. But there's things in both halves that we did well and things in both halves that we have to clean up. I don't know if there's much more to say about that. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were like, a couple good things in the second half, mainly on defense. But Well, the fact that we won, I'm just going to walk away with that. Yeah, um, they definitely do have a lot to clean up um, second half-wise. How about some Titans trivia? Yeah. Franchise trivia, actually. Derrick Henry has surpassed 7,000 career rushing yards behind Eddie George with 10,009, Earl Campbell, who had 8,574, and Chris Johnson with 7,965. I think Derek is going to beat Chris Johnson this year. I think I think he will. I mean, that's only 965 more yards that he has to get in the next 11 games. Yeah, I think he can get it. Yeah, I think so too. The Titans have won nine straight divisional road games. It's the longest such winning streak in franchise history and the second longest active streak of its kind in the NFL. 13 by the Kansas City Chiefs. They lead it. That's pretty good. Listener, if you're not too familiar with the Titans franchise, the all-time leading scorer, whether it be the Houston Oilers or the Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Oilers, is Al Del Greco. He was the kicker, and he had 1,060 points between 1991 and the year 2000, just as a kicker. That's crazy. That's a lot of kicking. Yeah, the guy had a boot, so. He was incredible. I remember watching him when they moved up here and they were Tennessee Oilers and then seeing him live. He could kick. Yeah, he was incredible. Here's an interesting stat. One of the most lopsided wins for the franchise is a 55-0 victory over the then Oakland Raiders, and it was on September 9th in 1961, a very long time ago. Another fun fact, the Titans have not broke over 50 as the Titans. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wouldn't that be great if that happened this weekend? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but that means we have to score in the second half. That does mean that. <laughs> Unless we can score all in the first half. Uh, or that. Yeah. And their original home field was called Jeppesen Stadium. The capacity was 35,500. And now Nissan Stadium is... Double that. 69,325. Yeah, so almost double. That's crazy. The things you learn on our show. Well, Kaysen, it's that time. The time that we live for every week. It's the Bridges Report from Mr. Jim Wyatt. Brought to you by... Mr. Jim Wyatt. (laughs) Yes. Take it away, Mr. Jim. This is Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com. And this week's britches report is white jerseys and navy britches. White over navy, okay. Standard look, uh, but it's a classic. It's um, a lot of great things have come out of that uniform. 2019 run, uh, some big road wins. uh, Just a nice uniform. I have a visual of Ryan Tannehill doing the finger roll in the end zone on a touchdown. In Baltimore? Yes, in that white over navy. Yes, uh, pretty iconic picture. Yeah, so we need to see that again. Of course, it's not a Bridges report without Titans Uni Tracker giving us the Titans Uni Tracker facts. This is the first time we're wearing this combination in the last 12 years. Here's some Uni stats from the last three meetings we've had with the Washington franchise. First was November 21st, 2010, where the Titans wore light blue over Navy, and the Washington franchise went on to win in overtime 19-16. The next meeting was 
all white on October 19th, 2014. And that time we lost by two. It was a score of 19 to 17. And the last time we played the Washington franchise was on December 22nd, 2018. And the Titans wore white over light blue. And the final score was Titans 25, Washington franchise 16. Be sure to find Mr. Jim Wyatt and Titans Uni Tracker on Twitter and Instagram. Jim can be found at J Wyatt Sports on Twitter and Instagram and on TennesseeTitans.com. And Titans Uni Tracker is at Titans Uni also on Twitter and Instagram. Shout out to Titans Uni Tracker and Mr. Jim. Here's the portion of the show that I always love because I always like your takes on things. It's the eighth graders forecast with Kaysen's keys to the game. Take it away, Kaysen. Thank you. So this Sunday, we will be traveling to Washington, the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., to face the Commanders. Uh, Our first time facing them, known as the Commanders. This is our first game against the Commanders franchise since 2014 when they were known as a different name. Now, things have definitely changed in Washington. They are 2-2 two and two now. They're coming off a loss to the to Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys. And honestly, at times, I wouldn't say, like, um, don't think that this will be an easy win because uh, they've pulled out some, some good wins. They beat Jacksonville to start the year. Uh, Jacksonville's looks pretty good, so that was a big win for them. And, um, yeah, honestly, I just think that the Titans should not take this, like, as a granted win. Uh, the Commanders have some firepower with Terry McLaurin. Uh, Carson Wentz, he's looked decent over there. Definitely not the indie Carson Wentz. He's not? Um, not, not really. <laughs> How is he different? Um, I don't know. I just feel like he fits in with the offense a lot better. I just feel like that Washington is a better place for him than Indy was. Now, um, again, on I think that the, if the Titans can play well on defense, uh, their safeties and secondary cannot give up any big plays. And if Tannehill can keep the momentum going into the second half, the Titans have a very good shot of uh, winning this game. They just cannot get ahead of themselves. And that brings to my first key. Don't take this for granted. Commanders are a very good team. They're not, I wouldn't say that, that they're the best team, but... In the NFC East, uh, they're definitely contenders for getting that top spot. Uh, The Eagles are 4-0 right now. They're leading the division. The Commanders are, I think, in last, but that one's a pretty evenly raced division. So the Titans should not, like, um, get ahead of themselves with this game. You know, just play it how you would play the Kansas City Chiefs um, or or any great team in the NFL right now. My second key, finish the game. This feels like an obvious one, but finish the game. The Titans had a very hard time doing that against the Giants, the Raiders, and the Colts. Uh, they could have, I feel like they could have come back against Buffalo in the second half since it was only 7-17, to but that got away from us. They need to finish this game. If we're up by 20, I really hope it doesn't end by like a three-score game. Obviously, if we can get some points uh, to go along with it and like keep the game uh, going, like if Washington comes back, I'm fine with that, but like we need to uh, generate more on offense in the second half. Well, I think it's just, if I could interrupt for just a second, I always kind of listen to Coach Dave McGinnis on Titans Radio, just how he talks about, you know, at the end of the day, it's the points on the board and a win is a win. And it's very hard to win a football game in the National Football League. And so it's definitely something that you want them to score in the second half, most definitely, but... I'm kind of like, yeah, whew, okay, we got to win. It's in the W column. Let's go to the next one. Or let's get another one. Yeah. At the end of the day, the W just matters, but finishing the game is very important. My final key is don't get beat deep. Kayla Farley uh, has been struggling with this. I know this is like his first full season. He's still getting in rhythm, still trying to get healthy, but he cannot get beat deep. He's going to be on Terry McLaurin. 
most likely. That's a very tough assignment, especially for a rookie who hasn't gotten much playing time at all, especially last year. So that'll be a big test for him to see if he can come up big in these situations. Uh, he struggled against it uh, last week at Indy and in Buffalo, but this is the game for him. I feel like if he wants to have a redemption game, this is the game. I think he can do it. Yeah, I mean, if he just doesn't do anything crazy with the coverage, then yeah. Well, here's another thing that I just heard, you know, speaking of, we we definitely want to keep that momentum going of getting more points on the board. From ESPN Stats and Info on Twitter, there's 15 teams that have started 2-2, two and two, and that ties 2017 for the most 2-2 two and two teams in a single season in NFL history. That just goes to show you how um, much teams are still like trying to get things figured out. Like a lot of a lot of stuff happened this offseason. But you have teams that like lost a lot of key parts like the Packers. Uh, they're three and one right now. They but they did struggle against the Patriots. Honestly, this just shows that like teams are still getting used to their new offense. Uh, these new players, these new coaches, uh, a lot of stuff happens and everyone's still trying to get used to their new team. And after this game, our only home game in October after the bye week will be against the Colts on October thir- 23rd at Nissan Stadium. How do you think we'll do then? I think we'll do good. I mean, if we can come back in the second half stronger, then yeah. Yeah, I agree. High five to that. Cool. Anything else we want to cover? I think we kind of got it, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're in the area of D.C., show up to the game. Wear your two-tone blue and yell, let's go. Let's go. You can find us on TennesseeTitans.com on the audio tab and on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kaysen. Send us a DM and let us know where you're listening from, and we'll give you a shout-out on an upcoming episode. We also will be doing a very special episode during our bye week. We have a very special guest. Listener, I don't think you'll want to miss it. It's pretty, pretty cool. Shout out again to Jim Wyatt from TennesseeTitans.com and Titans Uni Tracker for all the cool info this week. Thank you so much for tuning in, listener. This is Kaysen and Carrie signing off. But don't forget to tighten up and be Tennessee tough and beat the commanders. Let's go. Let's go.